to Sweeter the Juice. You're here with Kenyatta and Erica, and we are just so excited because we have my friends, my family, my law school crew with us today. We have Mary Haven, Elsa, the First Lady, and John, the Attorney. Welcome, welcome, welcome them. Yay! Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this discussion today. I'm just so excited to get into it. But first, before we do, let's find out a little bit about the three of you. Could you describe for us maybe like a person legacy in three words? What is a legacy to you in three words? In three words. Legacy means three words to me uh, integrity, fairness, and hard work. Okay. What about you, Mary? How would you describe legacy? Well, I guess when I really think about what I've experienced, who I look up to, I want to say purposeful, indelible, and well done. Okay, well done. Indelible. Like that. Yeah. What about you, Um, When I think about legacy, I think about um, character, roadmap, and action. Okay. What do you, what sort of legacy do you want to leave? Well, I want my legacy to be, or to show that I cared about myself. I cared about my children, my spouse, my friends, uh, my clients, my work, my faith, most of all, and how I used my faith to maneuver through this thing called life. What about you, Mary? What do you want your legacy to be? Or what sort of legacy do you want to leave? But really in connecting to the words that I use, purposeful, because I found that you've got to be determined and undeterred and really focused um, to get things done. And I want my children to see that most of all, because they're my investments. So I want them to see that that is one way to maneuver and navigate through this thing called life, as Elta said. And also... You know, you want your work and whoever you are to be memorable enough that others want to kind of emulate it, follow it, or borrow from it. That's really why I thought about, I guess, indelible piece. And then well done, because again, connected with faith, when it's all said and done, I want my work to have been approved and I want my life to have meant something you know, mm-hmm. and not eclipse because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. What about you, John? What sort of legacy do you want to leave or what do you want your legacy to be? I think that the three words that I, uh, I mentioned, uh, the integrity, the fairness and hard work, I think uh, those are the three things that are so important to me and it should be important to everybody. Fairness is very, very important, very, very important. And um, because everybody wants to be treated, you know, uh, the same way he or she would like to be. And if you can, you know, stomach fairness, you you can extend it to somebody else. You know, so I think fairness is very, very important. And I want the children that I'm going to leave behind, my friends, everybody, to be fair to everybody, you know, that they come across. It's very, very important. Also, integrity. Integrity is, like, absolutely important to me. And I would like to leave it behind. Uh, for my children, for my loved ones, for everybody uh, that, you know, encounters me. I think, uh, you know, if you don't have integrity, you don't have anything. Integrity is everything. Your word should mean something 
Uh, if you tell somebody, you know, this is what you stand for, and that is actually what you stand for, you cannot be everything to everybody. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, if you're everything to everybody, you fall for every single thing. So your integrity is very, very important, you know. So that's one thing that I like to leave behind as well. And the other one is hard work. Just like we say sometimes, you know, um, hard work trumps talent. And I think there's a reason for that, you know, uh, because you have to actually work hard at something before you can get better at it. I see a lot of people with good talents, they end up not being anything in the world because they refuse to incorporate hard work into their talent. It happens all the time. You know, so those are the three things that are very, very important to me. And I would like to leave that behind for my children, for family members, for all my friends. Right. I want us to just kind of thank you guys for letting letting our audience get a little bit of a feel for who you are. But we're going to talk about the discussion for today. What does it mean? Like we're talking about other people's legacy. So which, which I want to talk about like the lasting legacy, what sort of legacies um, have impacted your lives most? Like whose legacy or what sort of legacy? I know a lot of times we want to grab the person that we know of, Harriet mm -hmm. Tubman, who's excellent, of course, done great work, actually, mm -hmm. a spiritual being walking here on earth. And there's many others that I could highlight, but I honestly, and just really the older I get, the more I fought it and becoming my mother, I look at her legacy. Okay. And that is something that I admire more now than I did even starting out going into law school because I was a different person then, you know, mm -hmm. pre-children. And it was the, you know, we're going to take over the world. We're going to take over the house. <laughs> and, and that is all great. But, you know, after having children and really realizing the investment and in what you're in charge of, who she has been has become mm -hmm. like the greatest legacy that... I could lift up again, her determination, her perseverance, her, her willing to adapt and change with time. You know, those are the things that I want to be able to, for my children to say about me as they become successful in whatever it is that they choose to do, but also in just with their family, because, you know, you know me pretty well. I'm probably different sitting here now, the conversation that I'm having it's more, it'll be centered around family more than anything. You know, I still have many goals and aspirations for my careers, but so much of what I do is tied to my children and my family and my husband right now. That's kind of my moves are all with them in mind. Okay. So I think of her legacy and not just the sacrifices, but the examples of strength and the examples of perseverance or just the examples of fearlessness. She would say, you may be shaking in your boots, but do it anyways. And so, you know, that that's the kind of legacy that I'm looking at now. And I love your mama. <laughs> She's just amazing. What about you else? Like what sort of lasting legacy or John or either one of anybody? Well, I would have to say mine would be a person as well, which would be my father. A lot of people don't know that I was raised by my father. My parents divorced when I was very young. But just the the character he had, the strength that he showed just raising the five of us, and just the hard work 
that he put forth to, you know, take care of our family. So with that being said, I felt like he instilled that in us too. Probably, we're probably a little bit more independent, a little bit stronger than we probably should be, I guess, if that's the thing. He was so stern and you got this, you know, all you have to do is trust in God. Um, he will lead the way. It, you know, it can't happen if you don't believe it. You can read the word all day, um, interpret the word all day, but if you don't believe it, then how is it going to happen? So I would have to say, I just admire his strength in caring for us. I admired um, the lessons that he taught us to become the strong, you know, people that we've become, you know, today. We, there's a lot of things that we did go through, and I have to give him that credit in teaching us how to get through some of those things. Right. How to <laughs> navigate it. Mm-hmm. When you, when we talk about like lasting legacies, I think about, I think about, you know, still like living legacies. There are some people today who I feel like are going to leave such huge legacies behind. And you know, one person who probably nobody would ever, I don't know, but Jay-Z, I know this is like, but Jay-Z is really like building so much He's doing so much like for his family, collecting million dollar, um, you know, artwork and things like that. Things that he and he's teaching them about um, real estate and just all those things that he's doing with his children, for his children. And I said, man, they're going to be, I mean, not just, you know, wealthy, but rich with knowledge that they can continue to pass down. So I love that, you know, right. so. And, you know, and I think he has a legacy in terms of activism too, and a quiet activism. Like he doesn't like to talk about all the stuff he does for others to help. In terms of activism, I think he's leaving a legacy that way, but in a way that oftentimes it comes out that he's helped in a situation because other people bring it up. He didn't bring it up. In fact, I, there's been a couple of times I think people have said he asked not to be identified as, as somebody who had contributed or helped. He didn't want that, you know. So so that activism part of it too, I see his legacy and activism there. But yeah, not a bad example. I like that. Because I do think part of legacy, and you guys chime in if you think so, is, you know, leaving that, leaving something for your children, it's your children, children, it's not just, um, it's absolutely leaving those spiritual things, but it is also part of legacies that bequeath as attorneys. We all know that, like, what are you leaving them? Are you leaving them to yeah. struggle? Are you leaving them to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, uh, along those lines, Kenyatta, I think what you said is great. I think a lot of times, um, our counterparts do a very good job in terms of leaving an inheritance and planning. And of course, mm-hmm. we know that they're their grandfathers probably left it and great grandfathers. So mm-hmm. that that's a whole nother discussion. But I think that we do have to work on wealth building, but I think our legacy has to be working hard as John and said, mm-hmm. continuing to be fair. All of those things, we have continued to leave a wealth of knowledge to our children. It's not necessarily bankable, if you will, or it's not financial in the sense but what we can leave, because we're all here building wealth. We know that we've, we've gone to school, we're educated, two, three degrees. So that's not something that, you know, we're not going to despise leaving wealth. Right. But we have to also leave security. We have to also, like who they are, we have to teach them 
the work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to say don't despise the, the church. I mean, you know, God, that's still a part of the legacy. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's just very important because when things happen and if your wealth crumbles or falls, then how, what else do you have? Mm-hmm. Like I think about, and I want to mm-hmm. highlight her. I know I mentioned my mother, but Stacey mm-hmm. Abrams, when mm-hmm. you look at her and I know she's the hot topic and everyone's talking about her, but we're not talking about how her real purpose was the redirection of what she wanted. She Mm -hmm. wanted to be governor, Mm -hmm. but when that didn't work, her Mm -hmm. real purpose to me Mm -hmm. anyways, was shown through her activism Mm -hmm. and voting rights Mm -hmm. and changing the house. And so if she didn't have that failure or that disappointment in whatever grounds her, I don't know enough about her background, but she had to have something put in her beyond money. She Mm -hmm. was able to bounce back redirect and to me be greater mm-hmm. so and she bounced back quickly too quickly yeah it was a quick yes <laughs> so it has to be more than the wealth it has to be mm-hmm. the things that we're talking about yeah. what are you putting in your children what are you putting in your community what do yeah. they believe i mean so we, we can't we can't despise those things either yeah. no no you're right i think church in the and especially in the african-american community that is such a large part of our legacy mm-hmm. because before we had anything, before we were able to even, you know, before it was legal for us to be taught how to read and we had our own way of worship because we had a very different struggle. Mm-hmm. So people sometimes wonder even in um, why it's so animated, why folks, you know, dancing, <laughs> shouting, they running, but our struggles have always been different. Mm-hmm. So our praise is different. You know, our praise might be a little bigger, but just that legacy of church in our communities, just hundreds and hundreds of years of, that was our place of refuge, you know, mm-hmm. and it was something we could always count on. Mm-hmm. So I love church as a legacy in, in our community. It is. You know, it's, it's, it goes deep, you know. The, the uplifting role the church has played in Black community and American society has been amazing uh, because, you know, if you add to all the problems, you know, Black people go through in American society every day, if you don't have something like the church to actually uplift them spiritually, we probably wouldn't have accomplished a lot of things that we accomplished. You're right. You're right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Our faith is definitely a legacy. I would wholeheartedly agree. So what about, okay, so one thing I am not jealous, but I will say that <laughs> I really, really wanted to go to a HBCU. Had it all mapped out up here. Didn't work out for me. But I do understand that all of you all attended an HBCU, which is such a strong, powerful legacy in you know, just Black communities and just Black America, period. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit to that? Oh, we can. Like, yes, oh, yes. Phenomenon is what I know. I love my HBCU. ASU? All of them. Tell a little bit about it, guys. Like, okay, Sissy, I know you went to Tennessee State. That was where I wanted to go, of course. Oh, of course. Um, 
how was that experience? And, you know, what do you think is so important for um, young Black, you know? Uh, for me, because I also had at one point attended a predominantly white institute, it was, it was a fullness that I wasn't expecting when I got there. Mm. It was this fullness of like, just a full representation of us. Mm -hmm. I got to see so many versions of us and I got to be, I got to be me, like genuinely me. I didn't, I wasn't the black girl. I was the little one, the little poet black girl that was going to be, <laughs> that was always in the humanities building or, you know, I was, mm -hmm. I, I got to be me and it was a fullness of who we were. And mm -hmm. I, I just love that. My thoughts about like, everybody remembers a different world. Like that was mm -hmm. something that that was exciting to me to see like, oh my goodness, all these black people doing this. So it was good to see that and to be a part of it. And I feel like I didn't have to be concerned about a lot of things. If something wasn't right, I didn't have to be concerned that it was because I was black. Because mm -hmm. all my teachers were black. Mm -hmm. All my administration was black. <laughs> you know, for the yeah. most part, like I had a handful of white teachers, but I didn't have to, it was never, if somebody said, you turn this in and I don't like it, you need to revise it. I didn't think, oh, is she doing it because I'm black? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> she was black. So that, it wasn't good. So I didn't have to be concerned about a lot of things that maybe mm -hmm. at a, another institute might, might have been a, a distractor for me. Mm -hmm. I just knew that, okay. And I really just felt like it was, I felt like I was home. It was mm -hmm. really a, a fullness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I currently work at a predominantly white institution or PWI, and they have funded different departments and really do a great job of outreach for underrepresented students and, and retention and recruitment. And I know why they have to do that, because I went to a Black college where it wasn't necessary. Because mm -hmm. I was the first generation student, but I wasn't the only one in the financial aid line alone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was just this common understanding Same of thing. struggle and experience. Yeah. Now, granted, mm -hmm. you did have your talented tenth. They yeah. were there. They mm -hmm. were. But there was just, a, there was an understanding because even the talented tenth had a cousin or someone. So yeah. I think we didn't have to worry about recruitment and retention as much because we were in a space where we felt safe. We knew who we could talk to. And like mm -hmm. you said with the, the professors, because I was an English major and I had a professor say, get your English together, get your grammar mm -hmm. together. And had that come from someone else, it would have been mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? So mm -hmm. they also set the bar high. Mm -hmm. And I'm old enough, not afraid to admit it, that I was basically recruited because of a different world. But now you have the success of so many Black professionals mm -hmm. that recruits today, yeah. namely our vice president. But um, enrollment is back up, you it know? Is. But it's because, yeah. mm -hmm. it's because you see that the footstools have been our historically Black colleges and universities. Yeah. You know, I just say, I, I encourage it. Will all of my children go? I don't know, but my husband and I, both are HBCU graduates, very proud. And it, it was, you know, it's the start for, yeah. for us. So right. mm -hmm. they're still very necessary. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What about you, LTV? Well, um, for me, it was definitely family. 
I felt like there was a, a personable effect that came from just being in classes. They knew your name, you know, everybody knew everyone. In that sense, you know, we were a family. Um, I felt like it really prepared me to enter into a world that, you know, cons that's considered not really our own. So it kind of prepared me for those things that we could possibly face, you know, going into that world and not being afraid because of, you know, where we came from in terms of our schools. And not to mention, you know, I felt like there was always a, an excitement on our campus, almost like a revival, no matter what class you went to or, you know, the cafeteria, there was just always this excitement of just, just being there because you had others who were like you. You saw so many intelligent, amazing, talented who looked just like you. And not to mention the homecomings were awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love the homecomings. That was like the highlight of, of the year. So, yeah. What school did you all attend? I didn't hear that. I went to Albany State University in Albany, Georgia. Okay. ASU. ASU. Look at you. <laughs> what about you? Oh, Morris Brown College, the Atlanta University Center. We are on back on <laughs> us live. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> I went to Alabama State. So I started at um, UMass Boston. I went there for one year. University of Massachusetts Boston, then I transferred to Alabama State. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was night and day for me. Mm. Uh, when I got to Alabama State, I felt a sense of home. Mm -hmm. I felt like the teachers were interested in me. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to succeed as a black man, as a black boy, mm -hmm. you know, and I can see that, you know, they, they criticize you constructively. Mm -hmm. They don't criticize you to, to, to yeah, destroy you, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, you, you don't constantly worry that somebody is trying to get you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So you, you kind of learn, you kind of learn on that relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that is that is a talent, you know. So I love the experience. I love the experience. I love the experience, you know. And I can I can't trade it for anything. All my siblings, they all went to predominantly white schools, and um, and I, you can see the fundamental difference. Fundamental. <laughs> 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 I'm shaped up than the way that they shipped up, you know? So, <laughs> you know, so I'm privileged to have my son now going to Fisk, you yes. know. Yes, uh, actually, you know, you're looking so good. good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and my second boy is likely to go to Howard, mm. you oh. know. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, he wants to be a doctor, you mm. know, I want him to go to HBC uh, Howard. Because Howard has a special program. I don't know whether you guys know about this. Howard has a special program where you can get your MD in six years. Wow. Really? Yes. Yeah, so I, I want him to go there straight, you know, six years straight, he can get his MD. Instead of doing four years and then having to go back to do another four years. So they're going to cut out like two years for him. So he's going to end up going to Howard. That's awesome. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Thank yeah. you. I didn't either. Yeah. And now mm -hmm. our listeners know. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> MD yeah. program in six years. Now that's, 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 that's awesome. Right yeah. There. That's that HBCU right there. Well, I didn't get to attend one, but 
I did for once for my classroom, we had to decorate our doors with HBCUs. And mine was Hampton University in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the campus is so beautiful. When I decorated the door, we did this. They have a, a historic tree on their, on the campus. The tree is like maybe about three to 400 years old, somewhere in there. I just thought it was so, like, it actually started with um, a couple of Black women who were teachers. And, you know, it now is a, a thriving university today. And they actually used to study under that tree. Like it was so cool to just- Like that tree has a whole story. I remember yeah. reading about it. So yes, that- it does. And that was just such a, a beautiful thing to know, like mm-hmm. here they are teaching former slaves um, how to read and, you know, giving them an education that just- Go out to the world and be productive, you know. So shameless plug, my husband went to Hampton. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know, a professor that taught there. (laughs) It's about that time, you all, where we kind of talk a little bit about what has made our juice sweeter. And um, since it is Black History Month, we have done a series of a Black History episodes, and we hope you all have enjoyed them um, over the last few weeks. So, what made my juice sweeter? I would just say over this over this month was just kind of getting to talk a little bit about uh, important people, important moments, and events that have helped to shape who we are as Black people in America. We are still striving to gain more, you know, to get more, but we have come so far. So it's just been a real blessing. And I really appreciate the platform that we have to just talk about stuff like this. So um, what about you, Mary? How you feeling? What made your juice sweeter? (laughs) All this sweetness, it's so much. (laughs) What made my juice sweeter this month in particular? I really have to say tonight, really being able to Mm -hmm. reconnect with my friends. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been talking about getting together, although I thought it would be in person. We know the Mm -hmm. world. Um, I'm just going to get sappy since we're talking about sweeter than juice. I love (laughs) everyone on here. And I'm telling you, listeners, you're talking about to use the buzzword change agents. Eyes haven't seen with the host. L and John, the attorney, it's not, we've only just begun. So remember the name. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. The juice doesn't get any sweeter than, than what's on this platform tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really excited to, to see them and just that they're, they're a part of who I am. Um, they were the best to, to make it through the storm. And I do mean literally and figuratively all of that um, in law school mm-hmm. so this tops it off for me this tops it off for me and it's just it's a wonderful thing <laughs> yeah. I would say you know the thing that's been the sweetest to me is all of the conversations that we've had that really have pointed to some just this bigger 
picture for our listeners that I just love. We've talked for four weeks about varying things, so many different things for people to go and learn more about and research. And I'm all about the learning. So that that is has been what's made my juice sweeter is that hopefully we, just through conversation, we've inspired people to go and take a look at some of the things mm-hmm. that we talked about, like tonight, talking yeah. about yeah. our faith and HBCUs and some of the legacy things that we've been inspired by and and things like that so that was for me what about you well definitely seeing you all tonight it's been a while um i love you guys we go way back and definitely just this topic just really made me think about legacy um there's something that that i haven't really thought about just kind of you know going through life and trying to teach you know my children certain things but this topic tonight really made me think about what do what do i really want to leave you know, once I leave here, like I said, again, just seeing you guys. I love you guys. I'm happy to see you. As soon as all this stuff is over, we need to meet up, get together or something. Yes. Not or something. We, cause we said that. Like, yeah. that's what we, gonna do. we are going to meet up. Yes. Um, I think uh, John had to uh, go do some attorney stuff. So he's clear here. So, um, we will we'll definitely talk to him on a future episode. We want to just thank our listeners for supporting us. Please continue to like us on Facebook. Also, uh, Sweeter, at Sweeter the Juice, uh, check us out on Collins and Passions Radio and on Wednesdays at 12. Definitely. Uh, and, and by the way, Mary the Maven, holla at her. Collins and Passions. Okay. Um, I'm like Queen Sugar. We're on a break to, to we're almost coming back. You know, I've been on a break for a year and you're missing a <laughs> And so uh, definitely check us out on Spotify, Sweet of the Juice, Google, and um, Apple Podcasts. We really thank y'all for listening. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Yay! Yay. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. Bye. Wonderful.